You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, 100%. And now I'm going to do a little bit of rolling through here. But while I try to see if I can track down that information, because I'm a sleuth out there on the Internet, we can also talk about coaches that don't suck at their jobs. And that would be one Sean Payton. And I know you want to just tap into, give a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here, potentially, potentially for Arizona Cardinals fans. So Justina Anderson says, obviously, Sean Payton is the top dog. My understanding right now is Payton has a high affinity for the Chargers and Cowboys. Well, with the Chargers winning this week and the Cowboys winning this week, I think it's going to be very hard for either team to fire their head coach unless a really – they would have to have the finish the Cardinals had last year and just get blown out in the playoffs, I think, to even justify letting go of either of their head coaches. But uh, it says, with the Cardinals being a consideration also, if jobs become available when Denver calls, I expect Peyton to listen – though he historically prefers a strong link to the GM. In other words, Mike McCarthy needed the win on Saturday. Stay tuned for the coaching carousel season. Mm. So, I, I mean, it's everyone's pointing to that Peyton is probably going to be the guy. Like, that, that well, at least the guy that the Cardinals want, right? Or, I mean, sorry, that Peyton's going to be available to somebody, right? Like, right, 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 right. he's right. the main target for everybody. That's what everyone's kind of looking at um uh, the cardinals i would think need to be oh let me give another one benjamin albright over the weekend who has phenomenal sources he was asked which jobs are realistic for payton he says la maybe az but i'd say that's if neither la job comes open Mm -hmm. so then it makes you think of the rams okay well matt stafford last week said he's coming back if matt stafford's coming back I don't think McVay leaves, especially with the success they're having now at the end. They've won a couple games with with um, yeah, bad injury season for them. You could yeah, paint a picture with Baker. Right? They've had Baker win them a couple games, so you know th- things are looking on back on the up and up here. And, and they've had Cup out. They've had numerous wide receiver. They're home like wide receiver units hurt, but I, I think he's coming back. So you don't think the Rams are going to move? Uh, the Chargers head coach today pretty much made a statement like this is just the beginning. He, I think that was directed at anyone thinking that he's going to get fired. So I don't think an L.A. job's opening, and I don't think a Dallas job's opening. Do you think that – what do you think the – so is this the – we talked with Jake uh, Arians last week. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that if we, if we follow Jake's line of thinking that there's loyalty with – um, with Steve Kime, that he'll be back. He thought he got that sense. And the idea of, okay, you've had an up and down tenure as GM. If we bring in a guy like Sean Payton, it's going to be a little bit of from, from the bottom up in terms of communicating what you want and what the expectations are. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Steve Kime or whatever, but the idea of, hey, you're going to be more of a figurehead and the head coach is going to be telling you a lot of what he wants, the players that he wants, and maybe 
that scale of who's in control shifts more towards the head coach. Uh, <laughs> it's hard, right? I mean, it's a mess, man. It's a messy situation, well, when, when, by the way. I, I love Jake. Now, Jake did say he's a coach's son. Right. So you've got to take part of that with a grain of salt, thinking that. And he does know Michael Bidwell. He knows the organization well. I, I see what he's saying. And, and in my heart of hearts, I believe what he's saying. I believe that it's just in the Cardinals' nature, one, to always hire from within. So even if, mm-hmm. even if Kime's gone, they'll probably promote Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris or whatever, right? That, one of those moves is the most likely. He also talks about him ripping up those coaches' contract, the coach and GM contracts. Like he doesn't see that. Right. I don't know. I think Michael Bidwell, he listens too much to the outside noise. We talked about that over the course of the season. Yeah. He hears that everybody wants Sean Payton. I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm as a fan blind. I'm blinding myself yeah. to hope that you are going to see a mass. You're going to blow this up. Mass exodus. You're going to get rid of everybody. And they are going to make the trade for, for champagne. And here's the reason I say why. And you tell me. In terms of protecting your investment in the hundred and what was it? $140 million that Kyler Murray got. Mm. In terms of protecting your investment, what's going to be cheaper? Continuing this S show that you have with Kyler Murray not getting along with Cliff and them fighting and everything else. And eating those contracts and then trading draft capital right. for Sean Payton. Is that cheaper than wasting $140 million of Kyler Murray because you can never figure this out? Like what's, yeah, what, I, what protects his money better? To yeah. me, it's almost like you should blow it up. Well, and so here's the so I'll put these two things in here as we, we prepare to get out the door. And we will just note where the where the draft stock stands right now for Arizona as well. You have, so let's say that it's going to take at least a first round pick to trade for Sean Payton. Like that's not unreasonable. I keep seeing like third and fourth or fifth because, because of, he is, uh, yeah, it's understood. And yeah, the, yeah. The Saints don't have much leverage at this point. Right, right. And that's fine. So whatever, even say it takes third and fourth, right? So yeah. what, and my, my point was going to be whatever it gets labeled as in terms of the cost, the idea would be right now you have Hopkins and you have Murray and you have players on this team. So in some ways you could look at it through the prism of the quality of the head coach can elevate what you actually think is a pretty solid roster and losing some draft capital over the next couple of seasons won't be the worst thing in the world if you think you can maximize the value, right? So I, in that in that sense, I don't think it's a terrible idea to go in that direction and see if you get the most out of it. The other thing that I'll throw in here in terms of if you're going to let something go or somebody go, the only thing I can find here right now in a couple of different sources was that even on the extension for Cliff Kingsbury, that they essentially said that it's speculated or reported that it was somewhere around kind of the same initial deal of 5.5 or so per year. So it didn't dramatically increase in terms of annual value. It just extended the time. So you'd be talking about having to eat maybe 20 million, or if you come to buyout agreement, maybe you half that number down to 10 million. So like moving on from Cliff, and this isn't, I'm not breaking news here, is dramatically easier, even from a financial standpoint, Uh than it is from Kyler Murray, and probably even than it is from Steve Kime to that extent, right? So if you're talking about, hey, Cliff, it hasn't worked out, and you want to go get a big contract at the college level for insane money at 10 to 15 or $20 million a year, guess what? You're going to take 50 cents on the dollar. We're going to eat 10 million and we're going to part ways here immediately. So it's a very viable option to do that. I think it'll just come down to 
what they have to give up to get Sean Payton. And the last thing I want to ask you on this, and we will run long because that's the nature of the beast here, friends. Yeah, we um, always run long when the team's bad. And then, listen, there's a lot to Greg with that. <laughs> you mentioned this the other day when we were talking with Jake, and obviously you're, you're having a conversation with the uh, son of a coach. But is there any world where where you would – I know you said would love to have Bruce Arians come back. Is there any world where, like, Bruce Arians is the Band-Aid for this franchise? Like, say that Sean Payton does go somewhere else and you are you are looking to move on from Cliff Kingsbury. Would a return for Bruce Arians – like, is that something that's actually even viable in any way? Because I know that they they didn't part – under bad terms, it was time to move on. And he goes to Tampa Bay and has success there, obviously. Um, but I, I really just, do you have a sense of like, is Bruce Arians just done coaching really? I, I think my, what I had heard just throughout skirts. And this was actually not from Jake. I, and Jake told me, actually Jake refuted this when I asked him to be honest. Mm. And he said, no, it's not the case. Bruce wanted to move on or Bruce genuinely wanted to retire. He wanted to go into broadcasting, blah, 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 blah. But my understanding, what I've heard rumors from around circles was that Michael Biddle was tired of Bruce's kind of swagger, right? Like the way he handled press conferences, the, you know, the blunt, the, the blunt, how he comes across just, just kind of how Bruce was right. Like, wasn't the biggest fan and and was kind of over it by then it kind of wore on michael is mm-hmm. that's just what i had heard now again it could you know what else wears on you losing yeah exactly <laughs> and that's the thing bruce like every year was great i mean yeah he had a, he had a couple stinkers but i mean he left like 500 and that was with injuries at quarterback and things like that so but when i look at that yeah could would listen would bruce be a great consolation prize to sean payton sure I mean, I would love for him to come back because if you give him the weapons he has now, like Bruce never had those kind of weapons. I mean, he had Larry Fitzgerald on, on the Twilight, but he didn't have a Hopkins in the prime and a and a Hollywood Brown in the prime, like and a Kyler Murray. I mean, he just never did. Not not with us. So yeah, that would be great as a consolation. I still would say Sean Payton for what what you look for, what where he had success in New Orleans, gadget player like a Rondell Moore or Greg Dorch. That's like Taysom mm-hmm. Hill right smaller guy can move around you know do do great things you have uh you know elite receiver talent like he had mike thomas you have hopkins um i mean you could say he has more with hollywood brown kyler murray smaller quarterback miller mobile drew Brees, smaller quarterback mobile like not to the same degree but still yeah. drew Brees moved rolled around a lot did a, did a lot you know the teams are set up very very similar and all the capital they've spent on defense like defense yeah. was always a big staple of the Saints. That's you've got guys that are showing potential. Isaiah Simmons looking great uh, uh, across the board. I mean, you've got tons of talent on that defense. You know what's crazy is that um, Wisenhunt had a no- one more season as the head coach of the Cardinals than Arians did. And I know that they went to the Super Bowl in that second season. They lose in the divisional round, and it starts to you know go yeah. downhill there at the back end. But, as you know, you always say it's like the, you built on the shoulders of the predecessor. Now, I know that Green didn't have success in his three seasons by any stretch. But you come in eight and eight, then you go nine and seven, you go on that run. But, I mean, it's just it's crazy to me. Only two seasons was he over 500. And then Bruce came in with 10, 11, and 13 wins to kick it off. And as you say, seven, eight, and one in 2016, and then eight and eight. Like he only had one sub 500. It's just, it's interesting to me. Yeah. I say this about players. I say it about coaches. Like I think sometimes, and I, again, I, I don't want to bring up my team in this, but the giants were so close to firing Tom Coughlin 
before they went on that run and won the Super Bowl and then had a handful of, of high-level seasons, right? It's like sometimes yeah. you pull the plug a hair too soon, and you, you have to have some of that stick to around the head coach, around the choices that you make. So, no, Well, that's what you look at franchises like the Steelers, right? Like how yeah. long have they kept their head coaches or the Ravens or, you know, and there's a reason they're constantly good because they aren't just churning coaches over and, and burning through it. But All right. So, draft position. You want to go yeah, draft plenty of time, quick? plenty of time to talk about the head coaching situation. Yeah. Um, we have, so uh, Denver gets back on its uh, losing ways there. So they've lost, what do you got? Houston, two and 12 and one. They're number one. Chicago, three and 12. They've lost eight in a row. They are entrenching themselves at the top of this draft board. Denver's a pick will kick over to Seattle. They are four and 11. The Cardinals are four and 11. And then the Colts now are four, 10 and one right behind them there. Atlanta and the Rams, both five and 10. So you'd like to think, then you can stay, quote, ahead of the Rams and the Falcons in this race. Who does Denver play coming up? So here's what we got. Houston's locked at one. Yeah. Let's talk Chicago first at two. Okay. Yeah. They've got Detroit and Minnesota. Detroit. Detroit's going to go all out. They still want to I get it. Strong. And yeah. it's in Detroit, but they've been shaky at times. And yeah, Chicago, yeah. if Fields is playing – you know, I, it's, I can say Fields can win any game. Like, he, he's yeah. a scary talent by himself that I could see them upset in Detroit or Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota at that point probably needs to treat that week like a bye week mm-hmm. because they're not going to get a bye. If they, if, they're, if they can finalize – they've already finalized playoff spot, right? They're guaranteed in, I think. Oh. Yeah, they won the division. Yeah, Minnesota won the division. So they're in. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're locked in. in. So they've got nothing to play for, and they're not going to get a bye, I don't think. I don't think they can surpass the Eagles. So I, I don't be locked in into the two seed, though, yeah. Yeah, but they can't get a bye. So they're probably going to treat their final week as kind of a rest week. So Chicago is going to probably play their guys because they got nothing to play for regardless. So if Chicago wins and we lose out, we automatically pass them because their strength of schedule is, is better than ours. Mm-hmm. So we win that advantage. So it goes by strength of schedule, not just not head to heads. So that's a key right. thing to mark here. So that's why they're important. Now, Denver, I think they're cemented, right? They're sending their pick to Seattle. They're going at Kansas city and then the chargers at home. And the Kansas- chargers. Now the chargers clinch their playoff berth with their win at nine and six, they'll put, and if they want to, can they, I don't so know they, they might move. treat it like a bye week too. Well, yeah, they can move up maybe with the Ravens there right now, because the Ravens are the fifth seed and you could move up on them in record, but that they have the Colts coming up here first, but then by the last week, maybe it's, a, you know, maybe it's going to be a buy for them. Yeah. So, so I mean, you really just need both Chicago and Denver to win one game and you got to lose out. And we're on the road in Atlanta. We never win in Atlanta. And now that I say that, we'll probably win this weekend. Uh, And then we're going to be at San Fran. San Fran also will probably be in a position to kind of rest their guys that final week. So, again, I think San Fran's backups will beat our fifth stringers that we have in. So, yeah, so you're in a bit of balance there. And like you said, I mean, Atlanta is five-win team, so that they they, they could be tanking, quote-unquote, with you as well. They are playing Desmond Ritter, so they're trying to obviously evaluate him. So I think if you got a win with your rookie quarterback, you would obviously put stock into that um, if you're them because they just started playing him and getting rid of Mariota. So, yeah, and listen, maybe they can move here, man. I know you want that third spot real bad, but I just (laughs) just, it's so funky the way it's going to play out. And I'll just note, because we did say at the top of the show here before we close out, um, in the AFC, when you look at it, after you get through the divisions – which, by the way, it's like right now the Bengals are up there at 11-4. and four. 
but the Ravens can certainly be in the mix there at 10 and five right now as this wraps up. The Jaguars are currently technically the four seed, depending on how this thing shakes out here. Um, as they won their game, they're seven and eight. They're leading that AFC South division now. Um, but when you just think about nine and six with the Chargers, the Dolphins eight and seven, the Patriots seven and eight, it gets a little bit murky, but you're all the way down in there with teams that are all above 500. You ask this question, so I'll just tell you. Teams that are in the hunt in the NFC after the commanders at seven, seven, and one who hold that seven seed, it's the seven and eight Seahawks, it's the seven, eight Lions, it's the seven and eight Packers. And technically, you include the six and nine Panthers in there because they can still go up and win that division. They have a head to head matchup with the Bucs having already beaten them earlier in this season. So you're going to have all the teams team, in the hunt are below 500. A yeah. team be two or three games below 500 to make the playoffs. How crazy is that? They're going to be. I mean, the, I the, the Bucks right now are seven and eight. So, you know, unless they're going to go out and win their last two games, they can get to nine and eight. But more than likely, the NFC South, in my opinion, is going to be sending a sub 500 team. Because I think I think Carolina catches them, wins on the head to head with both teams being eight and nine. So that is the playoff picture. Wow. That's the way the dance gets done. Um, get us out of here, man. We'll, of course, come back in. We'll talk about this upcoming matchup, and we'll talk about players that we want to see, like Greg Dorch, continue to show what his value can be so obviously other teams around the league can look to sign him in the offseason. I'm going to be in Atlanta this weekend. Got to check oh, off that stadium. Dude, man, they got some good food in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They've got some mm-hmm. great food in Atlanta. And it's not the weather's not too cold over there. I already checked. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. A little rainy, but... I'm excited to go to Atlanta. With that being said, yes, we will do our preview episode next. We're going to get out the door. That is Adam, the voice of the bird god. <laughs> and I am Tyler with a Bird Gang Travel. You can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Bird Gang Travel uh, or Bird Gang Travel Club on Facebook. You can find these fine programming episodes anywhere you get podcasts uh, or you can go to cardinalspodcast.com. But whatever you do, Make sure you always download and subscribe, but whatever you do, always kick off in the valley.